This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. What Chinese companies list on American stock exchanges, how do they get away with, in essence, playing by a somewhat different set of rules? It's hard to audit the books of companies overseas, and at least in this case, the White House recognizes some of the complicating nuance of effectively telling those companies either get on board with approved accounting standards or get off U.S. exchanges. Jennifer Schulp is director of financial regulation studies at the Cato Institute. We spoke last week. What specifically is uh, the White House asking uh, Chinese companies to do in order to remain listed on U.S. stock exchanges? The White House, or the president's working group on financial markets, which made recommendations to the White House, um, that working group is made up of the chairman of the SEC and the secretary of the Treasury and a few others, is asking Chinese companies to be audited by auditors who are inspected by the PCAOB, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board. Um, Complicated history here. The Sarbanes-Oxley Act put into place back in 2002 a requirement that all public companies in the United States be audited by PCAOB registered auditors. And to be a PCAOB registered auditor, you have to be inspected on a semi-regular basis by the PCAOB. Since this requirement was put into place in 2002, Chinese audit companies auditors, you know, the Chinese affiliate of Ernst & Young or of Deloitte & Touche have not been regularly inspected by the PCAOB. So basically, since the beginning of this requirement was put into place, Chinese auditors have never met it uh, due to the requirements of the Chinese government, uh, state security requirements, privacy requirements, the Chinese government standing in and saying that the PCAOB is not able to conduct inspections in China in the way that it would in other places. Um, The White House is asking and is probably going to end up requiring um, through the SEC and through the exchanges, Chinese companies to follow the same rules with their auditors that all other U.S. public companies have to follow. So how much of this is We are very concerned about the financial state of these firms on behalf of investors and how much of it is we want to find whatever small way that we can punish China. You know, it's a mix of both. I think this has been a longstanding issue with China. Um, As I said, it goes back to 2002, although to say that it goes back to 2002 is probably not a completely fair characterization because it took the United States and the PCAOB a long time to reach agreements with other countries in order to inspect in their countries as well. So there was a long period of time where these inspections were not regularly taking place with a lot of foreign auditors. But since about 2012, the United States has been very involved with trying to reach an agreement with China, and they haven't been able to. Uh, Since about 2015, I believe, China has been really the only significant country that we've been unable to, uh, we've been unable to inspect their auditors. Uh, Belgium is actually in the same boat. 
Um, and France is currently in the same boat because we were renegotiating an agreement that we had with France. These issues are serious. Uh, these means that the public companies from these countries are not playing by the same rules as U.S. companies or companies that are listed in the U.S. from other countries. That said, the fact that this is boiling up now uh, definitely has an element of looking to stick it to China um, in a way that is consistent with some of the other um, administration priorities on looking for places to crack down on the U.S. relationship with China. Isn't this a job for individual exchanges? And to what degree is the government telling exchanges that they need to uh, firm up how uh, they understand the financial states of these companies? So another complicated answer. Um, It can be viewed as a job for exchanges in that um, exchanges control who is listed on those exchanges. Uh, So the president's working group recommendations are aimed squarely at the exchanges themselves. The mechanism by which the president's working group wants this to work is that the SEC would have informal discussions with the NYSE, um, NASDAQ, other exchanges about what they would expect their listing standards to look like. And then the exchanges would propose rules to the SEC in order to um, implement the president's working group's recommendations. Um, The SEC does have the power in a limited way to directly uh, control the listing standards for the exchanges, but it's a limited power and it's not one that the SEC has traditionally exercised. So the the recommendations from the executive branch at this point are aimed at having the exchanges exercise that authority on their own. That said, the Senate had passed a bill and the House passed it as part of a larger larger, uh, appropriations bill that would have acted directly through the SEC and as legislation on its own to ban companies from trading not only on U.S. exchanges, but also trading in U.S. um, over-the-counter markets, which would have had a broader and would have a broader effect if if it is um, implemented. I think the exchanges here have more control uh, over the listing standards, of course, uh, of who's listed on the exchange. But the fact of the matter is that the Chinese companies that are using auditors that can't be inspected are not within, they're not in compliance with the Sarbanes-Oxley Act's requirements on their financial statements. So while this is a problem for the exchanges, it's arguably also a problem for the broader compliance with the law that is not just the exchange level compliance. So uh, to what extent is the fact that we're having Uh, security concerns about companies like TikTok and Huawei uh, and and other companies that, as as far as we know, may well be, may well sense that they are more accountable in some ways to the Chinese government than they are, than they would be to shareholders. So the security concerns should be viewed separately from these financial statements concerns. 
Um, but the concern about accountability to the Chinese government is one that was felt through the proposed legislation. Um, it's not a theme that's really shown in the same way in um, the executive recommendations, uh, the president's working group's recommendation. In the Senate's legislation, they sought additional disclosures from some of these Chinese companies about the involvement of Chinese Communist Party members in their management. Um, they also sought additional disclosures from some of these companies about the degree to which the company was a state-owned enterprise. Um, moving towards the concern about Chinese government entanglement with these public companies. That thread of concern doesn't really show up in the same way in the president's working group recommendations. We're used to hearing about uh, this president in particular sort of puffing up his chest and uh, making some bold proclamations to other countries. Um, How does what the president's working group is doing compare with the legislation now in the Senate that uh, deals with this issue as well? Actually, interesting here because I think that the president's, the recommendations that were made to the president are less puffery, so to speak, than the the Senate legislation itself. The holding foreign countries, uh, holding foreign companies accountable act in the Senate contained elements that were aimed squarely at the Chinese Communist Party and its state ownership of Chinese enterprises, which is a bit separate from the accounting issue that's at play here. And it specifically called out China, even though there are other countries that we are having inspection issues with, like Belgium and France. Granted, the inspection issues in Belgium and France are of a smaller magnitude than the problems with China, but the rhetoric about holding foreign companies accountable and requiring disclosures about Chinese Communist Party involvement really sets China apart in that legislation uh, in a way that isn't really aimed at getting to a solution on the accounting issues. The president's working group recommendations, on the other hand, are a little bit more neutral on that front. They don't have disclosure requirements about the Chinese Communist Party or about um, state ownership. They're really aimed much more squarely at the accounting issues and the reliability of financial statements. If the concern is that uh, these companies might not be fully honest about their financial state, and we treat the national security concerns as separate issues, shouldn't investors be the ones to devalue relatively the uh, stocks in question? I mean, it, it seems like there are numerous roles here, and the biggest one ought to fall on individual investors to do the kind of due diligence uh, that we would expect. I think that's a fair point. Uh, although there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Uh, up until this point, we've been relying on investors. The PCAOB and the SEC have made statements warning investors about the risks of investing in emerging markets, including China, and there have been warnings specifically about this accounting issue. But at base, what's happening here is that the Chinese are getting preferential treatment by not having to abide by the same rules 
that other public companies listed in the United States have to abide by. Whether the right move here after years of negotiation is to move to delist those companies or whether there are other types of negotiations that can still take place, other places to meet in the middle, uh, that's a difficult question and hard to see from the outside when you haven't been involved in the negotiations. But there are a lot of factors at play here. I think, make no mistake that delisting these companies from the United States exchanges can have a detrimental effect on U.S. investors and U.S. market competitiveness, um, particularly in circumstances where they list elsewhere that U.S. investors will still be interested in investing in these companies. They're big companies. Um, a lot of them are high growth companies at this point. And U.S. investors are often looking for ways to diversify their portfolios in emerging markets, specifically China. But risking having these companies move to other exchanges and listing in other markets, investors might not get the same protections that they're otherwise getting in U.S. markets, even if the Chinese are not living up to the accounting standards that we have. Jennifer Shelp directs financial regulation studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.